Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Four Guys Roundtable Show featuring these four guys. Coach Jeremy, Coach Pat, AJ, and myself. We are here on another lovely evening talking about nothing for nothing, about nothing, against nothing, the world about nothing. So tonight we will be talking about a list of female wrestlers, uh, where we rank the female wrestlers in today's industry from 1970. How do you like that? No, I was always joking. <laughs> Not 1970, because that would be only Pat's, you know, list, and three us those three would have like I don't know nothing. But <laughs> I don't even think there was enough female wrestlers in 1970 to make a list. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I, I don't. You know, Jim Cornette would probably have a list, but from back then too. Well, this, I mean, there was a lot of prominent female wrestlers back in like the 50s when you had like. Mildred Burke and June Byers and some other Dito Dito. Here we go. <laughs> like some of those names who were in like the WWE like Legacy Hall of Fame, but like seventies. No, I don't know. I don't know. Fifties and or should have said before seventies. I don't know. That probably would work better. I would say seventies. Yeah. So Ooh, I'm shaking my whole desk. Oh, Jesus God, what am I doing over here? Mom Binder is here in my laptop and everything's shaking like an earthquake. Shake them up, shake them. <laughs> yes. Yes, we were talking about female wrestlers. And AJ it has a list of 15 wrestlers you have in your list. He's going to make sure I point out that oh, this is based on this is based on their wrestling ability and that kind of stuff. Not whether they're attractive or unattractive or some of the other qualities that other people on here wanted to rank them by. So can I add bonus <laughs> yeah, points? Or am I not allowed to add bonus points? Darth Pat was using some very inappropriate language to how he wanted to rank them. I I, I definitely disagree with his point of view. Uh, Despicable, misogynistic stuff. Oh, they Terrible. threw you under the bus, Pat. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gotta show some class and dignity on the show now, damn it. I'll, 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 just, I'll just take a nap while you guys talk about this. We're not going to be Donald Trumping them and grabbing them by the pussy, all right? None of that shit going on here. <laughs> oh, God. It's a bad way to think about them, Pat. <laughs> wow, Pat, I really don't know how this turned into you. <laughs> uh, myself we know way and condone the comments that Donald Trump has ever made about any woman at any point in time. <laughs> Keep that disclaimer out there. Oh my God. All right, AJ. What let's Let's start with your list. Let's okay. rock and roll and see what we start go Start with here. 15 first. Give us number 15? 15. Yeah, let's go for um, 15 on that. I'm a mark, so I moved somebody up from the list I saw a couple of days ago, and I put Shayna Baszler number 15. Okay, Shayna Baszler. She's my favorite, one of my favorites. I don't necessarily think she's going to make it, but I figured 15, whatever. Okay. Um, at 14, I have Paige. Okay. 13, I have A.J. Lee. Okay. I'm surprised by that one. Okay. Number 12. Joe's going to love number 12, Gail Kim. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. She needs to be on that She doesn't get a lot of love from WWE, so but that doesn't matter to me. No, because she pretty much told WWE to go fucking stuff it. (laughs) Uh, Number 11, I have Beth Phoenix. 10, Mickey James. Nine, Alexa Bliss. Eight, Becky Lynch. Now that one just surprised the hell out of me. 
I was not expecting you to have Becky Lynch on your. Um, I'm not going to pretend that she's not. I don't like her, but that doesn't mean she hasn't done stuff. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just th- I think she should be on the list. I just have her where I think she should be because I have Oscar seven. Okay. Lita six. Uh, Bailey five. China four. Okay. Trish three. Mm-hmm. Sasha two and Charlotte one. Uh, could you do me a favor? Because I was actually. My thing wasn't working on my computer. Okay. Can you go like 10 to 15 after? Yeah. So I have Alexa, then everyone below her. Becky? No, no, no. Below. Oh, below. okay. Opposite Mickey person. James. Mickey James was 10. Beth Phoenix. Gail Kim. AJ. Paige and Shayna Baszler. Okay, so since you made, since you were, I were the only one that made a list. So a, a thing, something that I want to ask you about the list. I know you went on wrestling ability. Um, did you? No, I went on everything. I went on everything. Like okay, this is so, putting all of it together. So wrestling ability, uh, mic skills, impact on the on wrestling itself, uh, as far as from the female standpoint. Um, look entrance. Look and entrance. Okay. And intang- intangibles would be the other kind of category. So. Okay. All right. So. I don't know. So let's start with fifteen. Shayna Baszler. Um. Like I said, I'm a mark for her, so I don't know if she she's she's probably a couple years away from because I don't know if she's gonna what they're gonna do with her on the main roster. She was a beast in NXT, so she definitely had a great NXT career. So I don't know what her singles career is gonna be like. She's obviously won the tag belts a couple times. But this was that spot where I just was like, I'm gonna put somebody here that I like. I don't necessarily expect everybody to agree with that one. That was me being a mark there. Yeah. Uh and and I definitely have to say that for fifteen, um I don't think it's a bad spot for her, but I feel like there's somebody else that we could put there that's definitely had she was, an impact on the game on on the women's wrestling. Uh, as she was 17 on the, I believe 17 or 18 on the other on the WWE list, so she she was a little bit lower there. I just I think the three people that were around there, I just took her. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna let either Darth Pat or uh, Joe weigh in on on this, uh, and then I'll. Maybe throw one out myself. So, Dark uh, Pat or Joe? You want to go, Pat, or you want me to go? Well, I don't have a full list, so um, I'll go. Yeah, if you want to go? Yeah. Um, I would have probably replaced Shayna with Natalia. And, and I'm not, like I said, this one I'm not. I, I just put her in there for my own personal benefit. I figured that she wouldn't end on the list. I don't care. <laughs> so I just There's wanted no. to. That's fine. I, I, I don't have an issue with Shane. I like Shane. No. Um, but I, I, I would probably put. Yeah, that's fine. I, Natalia for probably me, could, could. For me, it would be Natalia. She could go in that that's spot. Fine. Yeah, and it's, and it's hard because it's like almost like a toss-up between the two because 
they both kind of had essentially the same impact, so to say. It's just Natalia's been around a lot longer, yeah. so she's had a lot longer career and, and been able to contribute to talent development on, yeah. as, as a senior wrestler. That's but my kind of she, thing. So like she's she's solid in the ring. Yeah. Her promos are okay. Yeah, you know, okay. she hasn't she hasn't yeah, gotten she's... like a lot of push that I think she deserved from time to time. They haven't found she... a character for her. Yeah, but I mean, you know, but the other thing too is like she's she does a lot in the back for all those other girls too. Yeah, that's um, she's, she helps train them. She's the that. person that I probably could have put there. So it's like I said, it's it's that one was a whatever. Yeah, her own. No worries. Natalia's fine being in that spot with me. I'm okay with putting Natalia there anyway. So, yeah. Darth Pat, any comments? Yay, nay, disagree? Uh, you know, it was actually a little harder than I thought because when, you know, uh, AJ was naming some of his people, and then I finally pulled up WWE's list of the 50 that they recently did, you know, there were some names that I was like, oh, they're definitely in my top 15 who AJ did not mention and now I'm saying to myself well shit are they actually in my top 15 so uh, <laughs> it was actually yeah not maybe quite as easy to limit it to 15 as you know you might have thought though um, you know just some other names just to kind of throw out there that I think you could make arguments for Okay. Um, you know some of the more like late 90s ones like Jacqueline Irie, Luna um Molly Holly, Molina. Those are just some other ones that I was thinking maybe could be on the list, but I don't know who I would necessarily start bumping out. I don't, I wouldn't have Shane in my top 15 yet because she got to win a singles title on yeah. the main roster first. Wow. I think. Uh, nothing against her. I think she's, I think she's good in the ring. Um, I don't think she's got a lot of personality. Um, but, she's got more personality now than she did in NXT. She had zero personality in NXT, so they're trying. <laughs> so yeah. they're, they're trying. Yeah. You got yeah, I, I, she's her was bad. She, she's yeah. actually she's actually made Nia Jax better. So like she gets a lot of credit for me because I think she's made Nia Jax more bearable. So okay. yeah, those two together have been 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 good. All right. Yeah. Uh, Natalia's good though, guys. I I'm, I like Natalia. I, I I could have put her there. That's she's good. She deserves to be on this list, in my opinion. So, I mean, the the only one other ones I can think of that maybe I would maybe that if, like if I had actually come up with a list of fifteen of my own that I maybe would have bumped out. You know, Paige, AJ, Alexa, maybe. Uh, you know, but I like but I like them too. So, um, so it would have been really tough to do that. Uh, Probably would have had Becky a couple spots higher. Probably would have had China a couple spots slower because I actually don't think China was actually that good of a wrestler. I I really don't think she was she was that good of a worker to be honest. Um, I would definitely have Trish number one and Charlotte number two. I don't. Um, you know, Charlotte's uh, already the best women's wrestler I've ever seen. She's already she's already number one. So she's done things that Trish never did already. So the the problem with Charlotte is I've already gotten sick of her uh, mm. on, multiple, on multiple occasions. Mm. Um, never really remember feeling that with Trish. Uh, and I, I felt that way with Trish for sure. It, so it, It's been a while though, so I may have um, you yeah, don't remember, but there have been a couple times where I've gotten sick of Charlotte. And it's, it's more also the way that they book the women's wrestlers right now in the sense that, and this has kind of been proven by an article I was just reading this morning. It was talking about how 
Sasha is the only horsewoman who has a match booked at WrestleMania. And they said, obviously, there's ex- extenuating circumstances with uh, with Becky and Charlotte there for right now. Right. But they mentioned, of course, how, how Bailey doesn't have a match book. Got the stand. And they, yeah, and they just basically said how it's like they don't seem to be able to know how to book the women unless there's a title involved. They haven't been able to mm. get past that hump uh, for the women. So it's like, unless it's involving the Raw Women's title, the SmackDown Women's title, or the Tag Women's Tag Team titles, if you're on the main roster, if you're not like actively involved in a feud for one of those belts, you're probably not being used a lot. And that's yeah. fortunate because it's because of stuff like that that really makes it feel like when they go do the Royal Rumble, then it really makes you kind of go like, wow, do they really have 30 women for this match? So, And they do. It's crazy. They got a lot of women in in the WWE right now. They they do, but they don't because it's like they're using so many from NXT or they're bringing back a couple of, you know, know, legends, however you want to define, like, you know, some of the older women to come back. And I don't mean older in the sense of older in that way, but you know, once it ones who aren't on the main roster anymore and anything and stuff like that. So it, it just goes to show that th- there's no women's mid card. And not really. You, you, you obviously you you can you can make an argument that there shouldn't be because they're not the ones who are moving the tickets or this that, but I mean that's we're kind of not in a ticket moving right. spot but they should be right they got a three hour show on Raw to be able to fill time yeah. with and they could fill it with a good woman uh, a good another good women's match that is like a mid card but you know match that would make sense they just choose yeah, not I, to they just choose I, not I, to. I, I just feel <clears> like there's, there's got it I mean they were kind of getting to it there with Charlotte and Lacey uh, as much as I don't like Lacey they were kind of getting to where there was actually a feud that did not involve a title um, I mean, obviously, it's because of Ric Flair, though, too. But at least it was something that wasn't really directly involving a title between the two of them. But then Lacey got pregnant, so there goes that story. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't always, I don't always like Charlotte either. She gets annoying to me at times. I don't think she's good as a face. She's way better as a heel. But I can't not acknowledge how good she is at what she does that's the problem that's what it comes down to with her she's the best i've seen and and i wanted to put sasha higher because i like sasha better but i think charlotte overall is better than sasha so i mean i it it wasn't my personal i wasn't going with my heart on that one i was going with who i've seen who i think is probably the best women's wrestler i've seen trish was a valet who turned into a wrestler and she did a really good job of doing that but Charlotte wasn't even going to wrestle until her brother died. So the, it's crazy where she went from to where she is now. And it's not like it was 15 years. So she obviously has the natural athletic ability. But it's pretty impressive what she's done in, a, in, a, in not a really long period of time. And it's hard to just not – yeah, I don't always like seeing her do the moonsault out of the ring. Every Like she does things that get – predictable to me and stuff but i just i can't and if you go if you go find lists if you go find lists of like the best women's matches of all time charlotte sasha and bailey are in two or three on the list and you just can't pretend that those people they're not putting on great matches because that's what those three do pretty much every every time they wrestle so unfortunately trish and lita got stuck in an era 
where there wasn't a lot of people that they could have five-star matches with. So that probably hurt Trish a little bit and Lita, but I'm not going to not say that Sasha and Bailey at takeover was, that's the best women's match I've ever seen. Sasha and Bailey and Helen Nacelle was probably one of the three best women's matches I've ever seen. So you can't, the evolution of women happened and it was a good thing that it happened. And the four horse women are right in the middle of it. Becky never won the NXT women's title to me. And that's, you, you can't not pretend that didn't happen either. She never won it because she wasn't as good in NXT as she was on the main roster. So that's why I put her lower than Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, and Asuka, because they all won the NXT women's title, and Becky did not. Yeah. All right, so let's get back to our list. And, Joe, if you have any, like, people from TNA or um, AEW or even AJ, oh. for that fact. There's uh, nobody from any... AEW yet. <laughs> <laughs> or if uh, – and, Joe, I know you you know a little bit more of the foreign wrestlers uh, from, like, New Japan and stuff like that. So if you've got any that think belong in the list above – you know, the top 15 that we're putting in here, you know, just let us put them in there so we can, uh, you know, uh, have a good, good list. I don't, want it to just, I don't want it to just be WWE. I mean, if it is, it is, but um, you know, I'd like to yeah, see if we get any get diversity it. in here. That's so, why I said Gail Kim, because I know Gail Kim doesn't get a lot of love from the yeah. WWE people. And she was fantastic at what yeah. she did. So, so Paige. Now, for me, Paige should be a little bit higher because of one distinguishing factor, and that's what she did as essentially spearheading. And I don't think a, people, a lot of people give her credit for this. She really spearheaded what is now the women's division because she still came in when it was a divas division and all that pretty-ass bullshit, and she did not fit the mold yeah. of, those, of, that, of that era. And she was an actual wrestler. Like, she really could wrestle. Um, and she had to wrestle against people besides Natalia, who was there at that time, that were not actually wrestlers per se. They were more like, I'm pretty and I can f- pull hair and slap. And they had to learn how to wrestle so that they could actually be in the ring and not get themselves hurt by somebody that knows how to wrestle. So I, I think she should at least be bumped up to maybe 12 or 11, in my opinion. I mean, you can move. I, I don't think you can move AJ below her because AJ Lee was better on the mic than Paige was, and AJ Lee is another person that contributed to kind of turning the tide with the pretties. Like AJ didn't like the Bellas and some of them. So, like, Paige and AJ both kind of contributed mm-hmm. to that, and I think AJ was better on the mic than Paige was. So I agree with like, that. So if, if you can move somebody like Beth Phoenix down, I don't really care. I just wanted to make sure she was on the list. I'm not a huge Beth Phoenix person either. I just was trying to put people on the list somewhere so their names would come up in discussion. So, yeah. and I and I would say if I would say Beth Phoenix to 14. Um, I mean, you can move Gail Kim down even if you want to, but I I just it's hard because I think she was really good in the ring too. So Gail Kim to 13 and move Paige and AJ to 12 and 11. 12 and 11. That, that's just my opinion. I don't know. Get the consensus of the rest. The consensus of the rest of you. I mean, that's fine with me. Like I said, all those spots in that ten to fifteen are kind of were kind of interchangeable to me. There was mm-hmm. not anything set in stone to me on that part of the list. So, Joe, Darth Pat, any um, comments? Yeah. I- 
So we're moving. You said we're going to move Beth Phoenix to fourteen. <clears throat> I, just, uh, I, just, I just remembered one other name, but I mean that's okay. What's the name? Uh, Medusa. See, See I, don't I said nineteen ninety four to present because I was kind of trying to leave her out of this because otherwise that's why she was a Lunder Blaze and like I, I to me I was trying to leave her out of this. That, that that's the thing. It kind it kind of straddles the line. Yes, right. She had parts of her career before and after. So right. I was trying to leave her off of this list because she probably would have been in my top six or seven if she would have been on my list because I have a lot of respect for her. I think she did a lot when wrestling, women's wrestling really was shitty. I think she was the person that got stuck dealing with crap a lot. So I, I like her and I thought she was really good. So I was just trying to keep her out of this. That's why I picked a year where it was kind of straddling where we wouldn't necessarily have to put her on the list. So... Because not, a lot, I mean, I guess we're we all kind of know more about her. Not everybody knows a lot about her sometimes. So, well, yeah. As as I look because at this, her, her WCW career was like ah, because they really didn't have a women's division, so she it just kind of felt left out in so, in a time frame where she shouldn't have been. Yeah. So here's the th- here's the question I have: If we put a laundry boys in, because she kind of was on both, if if we say that. I almost feel like we could take Oscar off the line, off the list. Like I feel like we could take her off the list. And, and my only reason is because yes, she is a hell of a wrestler, but I don't feel like her impact on the wrestling business has been very great. And she's not good on the mic. She's and- not good on the mic, but she's she's a Grand Slam champion, so she's won all the belts. And it's just hard to argue with that. I, and she she was the. She had the longest NXT women's title reign of all time. She had the she was undefeated for like almost two years. I don't like Asuka either, Jeremy. I don't like her. I, well, I'm not a fan. But so when you say grand champ, you're talking she's won the NXT title, WWE title. Uh, you won both WWE titles. Okay, so both the Raw, WWE titles and, and, the, and the tag belts. Okay, so here's the one thing that I'm going to say to that, and you, you can definitely disagree, and I expect you to disagree with this. I – while I think belts are important, the one thing I keep in mind with belts is WWE makes the decision who's going to win belts and who's not going to. And sometimes they put belts on people just to drive controversy and say, okay, we can push you as the heel and we can make you indestructible and we'll play that card out. Cause that's what they did in NXT. They made her essentially unbeatable. Um, that, yeah. so I don't put a, t- I put some weight in belts because WWE does look at you and say, or, or whatever organization you're wrestling for does look at you and say, okay, you can be the top person because we have trust that you're going to be able to put on good matches and that people are going to either hate or love you at this point in time. But it's still a predetermined thing who's going to get the belt. So while she's been a grand champ, she's had all those belts, it, it's, I can't, I can't overlook the... F- fact of and, and i and i'm just and i don't know a lot about launch blaze because i didn't see her a lot when i because i wasn't watching wrestling at that time because i just wasn't into it um but you guys know more than i do about her but taking that part out because the launch brace had a title i'm sure uh i don't know for sure but i don't know joe or pat can weigh more in on on the launcher blaze versus oh, oscar i don't like oscar and i like the launcher blaze and I still think Asuka should be on this list, and I don't like Asuka. Joe will, Joe will tell you 
I do I not like Oscar. <laughs> I know you. So know. I have I have I never liked her. I I just I don't see why people like her. I don't like listening to her jibber jabber on the microphone because it's it's a waste of time in my opinion. But I just and I I think the NXT title matters more than the other belts. Like that's to me is the belt that matters more in this because that is where I think your wrestling matters. Like they don't just they don't usually put that belt on people who who aren't good at wrestling and there's more of a premium on that in NXT I think so that's why that's that winning that women's title to me is actually more important than the other ones because that one that's why Becky not winning that is a big deal to me because she kind of sucked when she was in NXT in my opinion she was not really relevant to me so so that's I like Alundra Blaze and I don't have a problem with her like I said she would have been on I tried to not have her come in this Jeremy just because I didn't think you would have seen a lot about her or you weren't familiar with her so I was trying to get it more people we all knew who they all are so I was trying to keep a lunder blaze out of this because I figured you didn't know a lot about her so and that's fine I can respect that all so. right so moving on so we got Natalia at 15 Beth Phoenix at 14 Gail Kim at 13 Paige at 12 and AJ Lee at uh 11 so Mickey James at 10 I think that's a respectable spot for her, considering what she did when she had to do it coming oh, after um, Trish. Sta- she's Trish worthy. Status, so. She's worthy. So she's she's still going too. So yes. she's still wrestling. So yeah, and I think she's doing a lot, f- just like Natalia is. I think she's doing a lot for the yes. younger wrestlers, helping to, you know, move them along in their in their career, knowing that you know. I'm past, you know, my prime days are over. I'm not going to be winning a title. I'm not going to be selfish about this. Let me help out some of these younger talents and learning how to develop a character, put on a match. Because just like Trish, she was wrestling in a time where, and unfortunately, because a lot of it's WWE, it was fucking pillow matches and fucking broad pain yeah. matches. And she had to go through those, but then she really put on good wrestling matches too. Especially with Lita. Yeah, with Lita and, you know, crazy-ass shit. But, okay, so now we're getting into number nine, Alexa Bliss. Um, I don't know. She gets hurt. She gets hurt. I'm a little torn. I'm I'm a little torn on her. Here's here's Alexa. She had good title reigns with both belts. She didn't have two-week title reigns. She had legit title reigns with both Mm -hmm. belts, and she was healthy, and she was really good. And she's also the best person on this whole list on the mic, too. Like, I would take her over anybody else on this list on the mic. So that also gets her points, is that she's really, really good at that, whereas there's not a lot of people on this list who I would be giving a 9 or 10 to on the mic. So she is injury-prone. So that's – but because she had two really good title reigns, if she had had two weak title reigns, it'd be different. She had a good title reign with the SmackDown women's title and then a good one with the Raw one. So that's why she's on this list for me. It's she, she before her injury, she was she was lightning in a bottle with WWE. They put they pulled her off NXT, threw her in a match one day, and they're like, "Holy shit! We, what were we doing with her in NXT? We were wasting her in NXT. Like she's the oh, one person yeah, that did. was that is substantially well. Her and Becky to me are the people that are better on the main roster than they were on NXT. Most of the other people on this list, I think, were better in NXT." Alexa's one of the people that she was kind of garbage when she was on NXT. She was a cheerleader. They didn't know what to do with her. 
And then they brought her up to the main roster and said, oh, look, we have this diamond in the rough that we didn't even know we had. So I want, I'm a little torn on, I don't know if she belongs in the top 10. Um, and I think, because uh, and Pat mentioned this too, Darth Pat mentioned, China's number four. I, I really want to move China to like nine because while she had a super impact on the game as far as women's wrestling she made women's wrestling noticed because of how large of a woman she was how muscular she was she couldn't talk on the mic and she didn't really have good matches she had good matches with guys she had good matches with chris jericho and like you that's the thing that puts her where she is she had good matches with guys i don't care about the matches she had with women she had good matches with guys. That's that's to. where her impact is, right there. It's because of that. And I don't care if we move her down. She's another person that if we're going to move Bailey or lead up at the expense of China, I don't really care. I just I she wrestled dudes. That's that's the big part of this for me. <laughs> yeah, and I'd have to go back and watch those wrestling matches with the gentleman that she with the men that she wrestled because I don't really remember those. I remember her. I think she fought. Ken Shamrock once or some shit like that, if I remember correctly. I'm not 100 percent sure. It's been a long she, time. She fought Jericho. She fought Jericho at in like her. I, I was at an event and she fought him in like a good housekeeping match. Like I was at that event. Where, so so I, feel, I feel like China should go down to nine, uh, and at this time move everybody else up one spot. Joe, how how far far do we drop China if we're going to drop her? Are you okay with dropping her all the way to nine? Because me and you both. Are advocates for her, I feel like. Um. <clears throat> Jeremy's not wrong. She's not uh, great on the mic. So she's, no, let's let that, she's, she's no. a one, she's a two, three, four on the mic at best. So that, that definitely wasn't her strong point. So Jeremy's not wrong with that assessment of her. <laughs> and let's, I mean, let's not forget that she didn't, she didn't even want to wrestle woman. Yeah, she the problem with her too is that yeah, she got way too uh big of a head and she thought she should be like the highest paid wrestler in the company and all kinds of other shit. So and it's like dude, you have not done anything to warrant that. And that's I have no problem moving her down. I, 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 that's I, I, why I would put I would put Nikki James ahead of her. Uh, it, uh, that's tough because of the impact. I think China had a greater impact in wrestling than Mickey James did. Like Mickey James was able to take the torch that was given to her by Trish and continue on, but I don't think that she had a bigger impact. So we're going to move China to nine, then move everybody up a spot at least at this point. Yeah, I think that I think that's fair. Unless Joe, unless you got something that you that made a good point. So Pat. That made a good point. Like I said, I was putting her on here because she wrestled men. That That's mainly why, because she kind of wanted, but I didn't realize that it was to the degree where she just didn't want to wrestle women. <laughs> yeah, she didn't. No, Jay, she definitely Jay, didn't. JR has mentioned that many times. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so then that puts Alexa Bliss at eight. Yes. And even though I'm, you know, uh, I don't necessarily personally agree with it, just because one, I think she's had to her career has been short along with a lot, some of the other ones that are on the top 10. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the consensus consensus here. If I can say that word um, that <laughs> she she's deserving of that spot at this time. 
so then we get to we get to seven where I have Becky, yeah. and I am the Becky. I don't like Becky. I'm never going to like Becky, but her not winning the NXT title to me is a big is a big thing here. Right. So and I and I really think we should switch Becky and Oscar. If we're not going to take Oscar off the list, and I get it, I, I get it, but I really think those two should be flip flop because t- besides the title reign, so it's, it's almost like a toss up because you got the title reign in NXT to the no title reign in NXT to better mic skills against pretty much yeah, no mic skills. I I think Becky's crap on the mic, so Oscar can't talk. But I don't think Becky's much better personally. So that that one I'm not really gonna I'm not giving a lot of ground on because I think Becky's not good on the mic. I've never thought she was good on the mic. I'm not buying that. So okay. All right. And like I said, I don't like Oscar. So or I don't like either of these people. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Joe and Pat, need your need your thoughts on that. Do we flip flop them or keep them where they are? I'd put Becky ahead of Oscar. Yeah, I would. Okay. Well, generous general consensus, then uh, uh, Oscar at seven. Well, she still remains at the same spot. She just uh, – so she's just not number six, which I think seven is respectable. And then six is Becky Lynch. Okay. Well, this is the first time where I'm completely <laughs> against anything. I, I'm completely against this, so. Yeah. Well, and in, in – it's it was bound to happen at some point in time. I know, but two of you guys don't even watch NXT, so you can't even like you don't know what she really did there. So two of you didn't even watch NXT. So you can't really gauge how important that was or whether that matters. And that's where I think the problem is. If you didn't watch NXT all the time, you don't know as much as I don't like Asuka, how good she was there and how not Becky wasn't very good there. She was the worst of the four horsewomen by far. And even my friends who like Becky acknowledge that she wasn't great when she was NXT. So that's the problem is I feel like you guys are just basing on what you've seen her. And that's not fair to that. What happened in NXT then. And that's what a lot of this is based on. It's we're not just doing what they've done on the main roster. We're also doing what they did in NXT. And if you didn't watch it very much, or you haven't seen a lot of it, then you then you don't really know. Joe's the only other person on here, and Joe did say Becky should be higher than Oscar, but I don't. There's no way from NXT I, I could do that. There's no way. Like it, we're not talking about one was a five and one was a four. We're talking about Oscar was an eight and Becky was a four probably in NXT. So that's a huge gap. Here's the difference though. Here's why I'll put Becky in front. When she changed to the whole man thing everyone bought into it and the other thing too was that most people bought into it, not everyone I, I, we know you didn't i'm not talking about you i'm talking about the general a general statement most people bought into it and it was a money maker for them she became the top selling merchandise person for wwe and that has not happened where a female is being the top selling merch merch seller for for them so that's kind of like that's a big thing for her career in regards to that. So it kind of balances out her shitty NXT run for career in NXT because that was a whole year of her being on fire, doing the man thing and all that stuff. Yeah, she was imitating Stone Cold. We know. We know what she was doing. But everyone in WWE bought into it and the majority of the fans did. So it kind of puts her a little bit ahead of Oscar in regards to that. 
and she bought into it which made it which made it believable yeah, for I mean, the people that were watching yeah that liked becky and it was a huge money maker like when you have a female as your top merch seller that's 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 huge for them it's huge for her too listen she's not one of my i, I like her but she's not my favorite four horsewoman but um fine if joe puts her there that's fine i still i'm gonna say it very loudly i still think becky lynch sucks okay. that, that is your opinion. i am also going to add this thought in Ooh, excuse me if you heard me burn. I, I apologize think, i i don't think what happened in nxt matters well then because, that's the problem pat so because, just stop because right. first off because um, the guy let me for just a second because the guy who owns the company doesn't seem to know what goes on in nxt well but still it matters i think it matters as a minor league so of course you would say that so because that's the way they treat it yeah i mean it's change everybody from nxt when they come up to the main roster which and that's the main reason i don't watch nxt because I don't want to be liking the way that a character is on NXT and then having the second that they come up to the main roster that they either get forgotten about after four weeks or that they just become totally changed. So it's not worth investing my time into watching what goes on in NXT when as soon as they change shows, nothing matters anymore. So that's my problem with it. Yeah, and I, I, I expected you to say something of that nature, so I'm not surprised. So, next, who we have next on our list? Let's, let's Lita. keep it on moving. Lita is next on our list, and on our list, <laughs> she is next next on the list, and uh, I think she's rightfully at number five. I think that's a good spot for her. I think wrestling wise, gimmick wise. Uh, everything she she definitely belongs in the top. She five. did cool. She did cool stuff, and she she was in that. She was in the one really good women's match before 2014 with Trish. So that's the only women's match that anybody ever talks about that happened before like 2014. And she's like Trish. one of the first. She's like one of the first women in that company to to do anything like moonsault or high flying yeah. or. You know, she was the Hardy Boy, so she was gonna. She was adventurous. She was gonna pull. She was gonna yeah. do the same shit those guys did. And her career um, was cut short because she, because of those things, and yeah, some injuries. Yeah, un, undo, undo unnecessary bumps. She got injured a couple times and really shortened her career. I think she would have wrestled quite a bit longer. Yeah. Yep. She's right. probably where she belongs. All right, and then four is Bailey, which I I agree with that. I think that's a good spot for her. If she had never turned heel, she would have been lower. But she turned heel, and all of a sudden she learned how to use the microphone, which I didn't think was possible with her. So clearly she's way more comfortable being a heel because when she was the female John Cena as a face, it got old. It was just hard to buy that somebody's that happy-go-lucky all the fucking time. And I know there's really people like that, but it's hard to believe that in when you're watching a show. Professional like, wrestling, yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> and she's been in she's been in big-time matches, too. That's the yeah, other thing. You absolutely. can't pretend that Bailey hasn't been in. Like I said, she was in the best women's match I've ever seen, in my opinion, at TakeOver with Sasha. So. Okay, so that moves us into number three. So one, two, three, 
<laughs> um, my two, one, two, three would be actually Charlotte, Trish, Sasha. That's how I would do the top three. Um, and since we are on the top, the last three, um, I know how AJ has it. He has it, Trish, Sasha, Charlotte, uh, Joe. How would you do one, two, three out of those last three? Um, if it was the beginning, if it was, if it was last year, I'd probably have it. Sasha, Trish, Flair, but I just I, I'll flip flop Sasha with Trish now because of her current run. So you'd have um um. I have Trish. I have Trish, Sasha, Flair. Okay, so the same way as AJ. Yeah. All right. If Darth we were doing Pat. this last year, Trish and, and Sasha would have been flipped. Yeah, I, I probably would have would have been with Joe on that. Sasha's what what Sasha's done in the last year has completely elevated her to like like she's in that little tier by her kind of with Charlotte Trish. So she's they, elevated herself. Them finally doing the true thing they should have done years ago with her and Bailey. You know, mm-hmm. the heel turn with Bailey. On, on Sasha and then Sasha doing her thing and what Sasha is currently doing with the title. Yeah, that I just yeah. All right, Darth Pat. Mm-hmm. I think you said you would have you said Trish you above Trish Charlotte. One. I'd have Trish one and Charlotte two and Sasha wouldn't be in my top three. So Okay. All right. So well based on the consensus, uh We'll keep one, two, three the same then, as it as it as it is. So who who would where would you have Sasha if you didn't have her in the top three? Just out of curiosity. Excuse me. Somewhere between four and eight, I guess, without thinking about it that hard. Okay. I've never been overly impressed with her. I've never bought her character. Um. So I never thought okay. she's terrific on the mic. Nobody ever said she was terrific on the mic. Nobody on this list except for Alexa and Charlotte are terrific on the mic. So I've I've just never been uh, I've never been really that enamored of Sasha. Same thing thing goes for Bailey though too. Mm -hmm. Bailey Bailey definitely did get better in my eyes when she finally turned heel. But I just uh, yeah, yeah. Man. Pat, have you ever watched the Bailey Sasha match for an NXT takeover? Probably not. You already know the answer to that. So well, then, that, then that's we're done. I mean, we don't even have to talk anymore about that. He he hasn't even watched what's arguably the best women's match of all time. He's never even watched it. So, okay. So my opinion doesn't matter. Don't ask me again. Let's move on to the next topic. Okay. So and, and here's the thing: lists are subjective. So while we're allowed to have our opinion. We don't have to, you know, just because you didn't watch this match or just because you didn't do this, you don't know what you're talking about. That's not necessarily true. It's based on his opinion of what he has seen. It doesn't mean that his opinion's wrong or anybody's opinion's wrong. It just means that it's their opinion based on what they've actually seen. And that's why lists are biased. <laughs> no matter what you do, list is always going to be biased. So our list of the top 15 after going through uh, and talking about this, uh, 15 Natalia. 14, Beth Phoenix, 13, Gail Kim, 12, Paige, 11, AJ Lee, 10, Mickey James, 9, China, 8, Alexa Bliss, uh, 7, Asuka, 6, Becky Lynch, 5, Lita, 4, Bailey, 
three Trish, two Sasha, and one Charlotte. So um, what we'd like our listeners to do uh, is go over to our YouTube page, Four Guys Roundtable Show, and leave a comment with what you, if you agree with our list, don't agree with our list, what you would change about our list. We'd love to hear some of your guys' opinions, especially if you are like AJ and watch pretty much any wrestling that's on there, except for maybe some foreign stuff. So, you know, um, and that's, that's one of the things like we all love wrestling. We just don't all watch it at the same capacity as each other. So uh, that's where sometimes the, the, the it complicates back and forth comes but it complicates that once again it's all based on opinion so it's opinion of what you've seen what you've been impressed with you know where you would rate them so i think it's still a really good list better than fucking wwe's list because their list is so fucking biased it's like oh well they're their top people so we'll just put them at the top they had ronda rousey number nine on their list she wrestled for a year and i like ronda rousey and she had no business being no. anywhere near a top 10 <laughs> Yeah. Hell no. She had barely any mic skills. She was not really that good in the ring because all she was doing was MMA she, stuff. She did a pretty good job of adjusting and she did fine at that, but she just, I just, I don't know what, I was like, no. All right. So there just wasn't any longevity there. That's. Yeah. No, and she's probably not going to ever come back either. She's probably fucking done with wrestling, even though she's probably going to get, even though she probably has a contract for like three years or whatever. Yeah. She's on her three year contract. Yeah. <laughs> she is. All right, so we have to talk. We got to talk sports. We got to talk some sports because there's been a lot of goo, a lot of things happening. Baseball started up uh, on Thursday, so baseball started up. Opening day is, uh, which hence why Theo has his Cubs hat on and I think a Cubs shirt too. Yep. Um, Even though they lost yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Lost too, so. So we got baseball that started up. We're getting close to the NBA playoffs, I believe, if I remember correctly. I know March Madness is going on, and I know AJ was probably fucking elated when Ohio State got eliminated from the tournament. Oh, yeah, that uh, was, he probably jumped around this, and like just ran out of side and said, worst, "Fuck Ohio State." <laughs> this is the worst Final Four ever, in my opinion. I have no interest in it. Who is in the Final Four? Because I apologize, I do not keep up. College basketball and college football are just things that I do not keep up with as far as sports. Uh, we have Baylor versus Houston in one bracket in one side, and then we have uh, Gonzaga and UCLA. UCLA okay. is like on the Cinderella run where they were they played on the the first four in game as the 11 seed, and they've just pretty much gone through their whole bracket. They're going to get destroyed tomorrow. <laughs> they have no chance against the Zags. So we could that see, team is too talented and too deep. There's so no way. We could way. see Gonzaga finally in the in the in playing for a national championship and yeah. actually possibly win it. I think Correct. they're going to win because yeah. I because I have I paid attention to brackets because I've done the brackets in the past and been like, okay, this team's good, this team's good, and I, I always completely get my bracket destroyed at some point in time. Um, but I always see Gonzaga's name up there. It's very, far and few between that Gonzaga's not in the tournament. They just usually blow it at some point in time. Not in the last, like, all of a sudden in the last, like, 10 or 12 years, they've been a fixture. But, like, before that, nobody knew anything about them except for when John Stockton was there. Yeah. So. Well, and that's when I used to do my brackets probably about five years ago. Is, uh, you know, 10 years ago is probably when I started doing brackets. And then I did that for about five years or so. And, that, like I said, that's because, you know, and that's when I always saw Gonzaga. But, um it's nice to see that they're they they might actually pull it off this year. But uh, Houston, what? <laughs> I don't even think I've, I. I mean, I know Houston has a college, and you know, because there's a ton of colleges in Texas. But I was the Houston, <laughs> like really? Yeah, I mean, to, to be honest with you, it, 
if the Gonzag Zags play Baylor, Baylor's going to give them a hard time, but they're going to end up beating them. If they play Houston, I, I, I mean, Houston's a good team, but I, they're going to beat them by 15. If it's Houston, I just, I just don't see Houston. I don't see any, any of those three, unless some miracle shit happens. That's the only thing I can say. I didn't think UCLA was going to beat Michigan either. That game was a snooze fest. <laughs> yeah, that a lot of defense. Fifty-one to forty-nine. Jeremy was the final. That's a lot of missed buckets. That's a lot of missed buckets. <laughs> yeah, because no, even the college game is so fucking fast anymore. That's a, that's got to be a ton of missed buckets. No, it was an ugly. It was an ugly game. That's the way that both teams play. Like UCLA has to play that way to win because they don't have as much talent it as everybody like, else. Who the hell was playing? There was a team. Um, I think it was like two or three years ago that Platt played a uh, SAG uh, zone. Uh, and was really like able to keep opponents from. Uh, well, Syracuse has always played that two-three zone. Like they've been playing that. Well, for no, years. not a two, not a two-three. They played a they played a sag. Uh, it, it's played similar to a man zone, like where they play man zone. But um, it's Who was that. It was it was a really good team too, and they went really far in the tournament that year. I just can't remember who it was. Virginia? Who? Virginia. Yes, it was Virginia. Yes, thank Virginia, you. Virginia plays a generally low-scoring style. They do. So. Yeah, and they ugly. Yeah, they play. They were because I, I, I remember watching a uh, watching a breakdown of their of their defense and trying to teach the the kids that I coach that defense <laughs> and and it's not a hard defense to learn. It's it's because it's still played like a zone, but it's partially played like man. But you just you don't you don't give them anything up top. It's like real tight up top, and you you crowd the middle. It, it's like I said, it's not that difficult once you watch it and, and break it down. But it, it was a difficult to try and teach the teach the kids. So, but that yeah, you're yes. right. It was Virginia. But so teach your kids anything is difficult, <laughs> especially when not they think sure. they already know. Virginia actually managed to win a national championship, smashed in between two losses to double like low double digit seeds so well i mean yeah they uh they set that dubious distinction by being the first one seed to lose to a 16 so and won a national title and then lost to a 13 this year yeah i was gonna say yeah they they lose as a one to a 16 then won the national championship and there was no tournament and then yeah they lose in the first round again Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, four thirteen, like you said. <laughs> and so. tonight's the the women's uh, final four that's going on right now. Nice. All right, so baseball, baseball started exciting uh, for those who enjoy baseball. I listen to it occasionally. Um, I cannot watch it on TV unless I want to take a nap. Puts me to sleep. It's uh, too slow <laughs> of a pace of a game for me. Uh, I did love baseball when I played baseball as a kid, and I really do like going to the park to watch baseball. Like I'll, I'll go to a game and I'll watch baseball. Like that is a lot of fun, and it's nice to have uh, the Iron Pigs, who is our local uh, Phillies Triple A ball team here close to us. So I, you know, I get the opportunity because, and it's also cool because my dad uh, started working for them uh, two years ago, so he gets uh, you know free tickets, and you just gotta like know, let him know, so uh, we get to go oh, see cool. them. So that's pretty cool. And they're going to have, just like with Major League, they're going to have like a certain capacity level that they're allowed to seat. Um, so we'll have the opportunity to go get, see a t- game. So, Darth Pat, uh, how's baseball going so far? I know you're a Yankees fan. 
<laughs> That's a great accent, actually. I know. <laughs> what the hell was that voice? Oh, the Yankees fan. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it, you know. <laughs> Don't quit your day job. <laughs> this is not the first time Pat's told you that, Jeremy. That's all right. How's <laughs> uh, baseball so far? Well, the Yankees lost yesterday because they decided 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 they couldn't hit the ball, which is always which is always fun. Um, you know, it's one game, so I'm not going to freak out yet. The Phillies won their home opener. I saw that. That was nice. Uh, I mean, the more the more interesting stories out of baseball this week, other than. Um, you know, that it just, you know, the season started was, you know, Lindor getting too much money. This huge contract extension that Francisco Lindor got from the Mets. And then the Mets Nationals entire opening series getting postponed because of COVID tests. And then, of course, the big news was that, was that they are moving the, uh, the All Star game out of Georgia, out of Atlanta, um, after the, law that was passed there so which i fully supported so um yeah because it was going to be a little uh it's going to be a little problematic to be doing this whole big thing honoring hank aaron at the all-star game in atlanta when this state passed the series of you know very restrictive voter laws uh really going to be a lot of contradictory shit going on if they tried to do that so I was fully supportive of them taking the all-star game out of Atlanta. Don't know where they're going to put it yet. They haven't announced that. Um, so we'll see. But, if, yeah, I had no problem with them doing it. So, If they're going to honor Hank Aaron, they should move it to Milwaukee. They probably should. Uh, I don't remember when Milwaukee last had it, but that mm-hmm. doesn't really seem to matter. Um, I don't think it matters this time. Yeah, it's like you're going to honor Hank Aaron, honor it to – uh, send it to Milwaukee where the Braves used to be and all that stuff. You know, yeah, start he, his did career. Actually, he, he did actually spend the majority of his career yeah. uh, between, you know, he, he was more of a, he did spend more years as a Milwaukee Brave than as a, as an Atlanta Brave. And then, of course, he his last two years of his career, he went back to Milwaukee with the Brewers. So um, always a little fun bit of trivia there is one of those guys who, you know, played for a different team at like the, the tail end of his career, like, you know, like Willie Mays with the Mets and, um, uh, shit, what was the other one that I always think of? No, I can't remember it. Damn it. <laughs> I had one and I just, uh, I forgot it. So, well, <laughs> yeah, it, it, as far as the Braves about, go, like, see, yeah, it's always one of those ones where you like, you, oh, like, like Babe Ruth with the, with the Braves, you know, even though he had first played with the Red Sox prior to the Yankees, but, like whenever you see a guy who's so iconic with one team, and then all of a sudden you see him in a different uniform, and yeah. it just looks weird. Like you know, it's like it's like Jordan in a Wizards uniform, and Joe Montana. Oh, I know. And, <laughs> and Joe, you know Joe, Joe Montana in a Chiefs uniform, and you know that kind of stuff. So, yeah. uh, Mar- 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 Brodeur in a Blues jersey, like that was like last like ten games of his career. So, yeah. So, and I'll say this as a Philadelphia Phillies fan. 
the Braves can suck a biggie because uh, <laughs> um, they always see there always seems to be a year to fill as they're doing really good and it looks like they could do something and then the Braves step in and they fuck it all up and you know there's been too many of those seasons so you know they I don't I I'm definitely not ever rooted I will I will never root for the Braves um, unless Whoa. of course they were playing the Houston Astros and then that's a different story because the Houston Astros are a bunch of cheating bastards um, so anybody <laughs> that beats them is okay by me. <laughs> well, the uh, just on the subject of the Phillies and the All Star game, the Phillies, of course, are getting the All Star. It's kind of funny because uh, they so many teams got new stadiums over the last two and a half decades, and it seemed like they made sure that they went and stuck an All Star game in those new stadiums like as soon as possible mm-hmm. for the most part. But Citizens Bank Park has still never had the All Star game since mm-hmm. it opened, and it's been open for what, about 20 years now. Yeah. And of course, they have it on the schedule, and that's in five years from now. So, when it's, <laughs> well, it's because 2026, 250th anniversary of the country, where yeah. was the country founded? Philadelphia. Yeah. So that's why makes they're sense. doing that. So, yeah, it's, it's they're probably going to make it. historical. That makes well, sense. Yeah, it's, it's, they're going to make a huge deal out of all that, which I think is going to be pr- pretty cool. And, um, yeah, I, I, I've been to Citizens Bank Park a couple of times. I think it's a beautiful stadium. So, um, you know, I think that'll be a pretty good event. So looking forward to that in five years. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> Maybe you and I, since we both live in the state of Pennsylvania, maybe you and I will take a trip down. Maybe we'll spend $600 on some all-star yes! tickets. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's, yeah, how much is it going to cost for, like, nosebleed seats and shit? You know? But, hey, it's an all-star game. So, you know, you're literally going to be seeing. Whose all, dick are we going to have to suck to get those fucking tickets? <laughs> Uh, uh, i cherish peace with every fiber of my being i don't care how many men women and children i have to kill to achieve it hey just go by john cena's motto yes. and then new suicide squad There's well thousands I will, of dicks on the beach i will suck all those dicks for his society hey well that's that's what i was there's an, another new suicide squared trailer that just yes. came out where he says that line that i just said so yeah, because he doesn't care about how many people fun. he has to kill to achieve peace. So, so we get a 17-game NFL season. Yes, I did see that. But before we move I, to the NFL, I want to talk about the NBA because there's – I was trying to do the NFL before we got to the NBA. That's why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't help but want to talk about this because I, I enjoy this. I think this person is a really good ball player. And up until now – thought he was thought he was a good person he might actually still be a good person but he says he this isn't the first this is the dumbest stuff he's done but this isn't the first time he said some some questionable stuff he he he's not always said the smartest thing to the media before yes so michael rapaport um got some inappropriate messages from a one kevin garnett durant. Uh, sorry kevin durant jesus mighty I knew who I was talking about and said the wrong name. Kevin Durant. Um, and, or Kevin Bacon. Yeah, maybe Kevin Bacon too. <laughs> but the interesting thing is that Michael Rappaport is not even an NBA player. He's not an – he's a fucking washed-up actor. Like <laughs> The only reason Michael Rappaport is relevant is because he's a LeBron James hater. <laughs> yes. 
he hates LeBron. So me, him, and he's, Joe have something in common. He's A plus <laughs> in my book. <laughs> but you know, to be honest, I mean, Michael Rappaport, his his acting career ha- has been over for a very, very long time. Like the mo- the the last relevant movie that I can think of was um, Higher Learning. Wow. I mean, I, mean, I know there's other in, movies, but that's the last he, one that I remember seeing him in personally. Yeah, he, he's definitely been in stuff since that, but yeah, you, you, you don't see him. It, it does seem like he's known more as a podcaster these days than as an actor. Right. Yeah. He's an NBA. He's an NBA fan. Like he's, yes, he he's actually more most most known at this point for being an NBA fan, and he is also known because he's a LeBron. <laughs> Hater, <laughs> yeah. and 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 from what I know about him, because I've seen him do some interviews and stuff like that, he is very outspoken when it comes to what he believes in and what you know his opinion when it comes to the NBA. So it's not like he was probably the kindest person. So I mean, I imagine uh, because they don't, you know, they didn't give us the full details. They just give us what Kevin Durant did. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I want to know. I want to know the full conversation. Like, how did this conversation even start? Right. Like, like who so, said what to piss each other off and where did that conversation go that Durant's getting in trouble for all this derogatory language shit? My guess is Michael Rappaport probably said something on his podcast or at something at some other point in time and Kevin Durant heard about it. And probably had you know, his because of my who Michael Rappaport is and the fact that he he you know he was a, a, a celebrity, he's a well known evidently well known podcaster he knew how to get in contact with him somehow and evidently what is it uh on twitter so you know did he apologize Yeah, dms on twitter or something like that dm'd him on twitter and said like a whole bunch of disparaging remarks and of course then of course you know pr you know the pr people got involved and kevin durant's pr people said you gotta make a retraction statement you gotta say something nice which I, look at that. I, ha- I have a hard time believing those fucking things when they come out afterwards i don't want the people to think this is who i am well guess what the real you comes out at some point in time in this fake you that, pe- that people like to put on because, hey, I'm an uh, NBA person uh, or, you know, I'm a, I'm a celebrity of some type, you know, whether I play sports or whatever it is. There's a real you and there's a fake you. And I'm, it, it gets really hard to believe who is being real and who's being fake when you have to put out retraction statements about something disparaging that you said or inappropriate that you said, you know, the same thing happened with that guy a couple of weeks ago with the, with the saying the inappropriate comment about the Jewish you know, community. It, oh it's, yeah. Miles it's, Leonard, that moron. Leonard. It, it's like, <laughs> come on, man. Like it, it's evidently who you are and you only let it come out when evidently somebody pisses you off personally. And it, it, it's, it's just interesting. It, it's very interesting. I don't want people to think that this is, is who I am. You're right. It may not be you all the time, but it evidently is a part, a part of who you are. You know, it's not like all who you are all the time. But that's why I was like, like I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was a Barry Bonds fan, but Barry Bonds was always honest and he was always true to who he was. He was, Except when he said he didn't use steroids. Well, yeah, well, yeah, he, yeah, he did lie that, about but... that. But with the media... <laughs> And anybody else, he was who he was. Like he didn't sugarcoat who he was as I don't care about the media. I don't care about you. Um, because you don't mean anything in my life. Like I am a baseball player and that's what I do. I do it well. And uh everybody else besides my family, you know, can eat shit, basically. Yeah. yeah. And and you know, he was never 
a dick about it. He was always polite about it, but he didn't make any qualms about who he was and what he felt was honest about himself. So Durant also Durant also after he left Oklahoma City, he supposedly made fake burner accounts and like put messages like and because he got so much backlash for doing that and he's I, I, I like Kevin Durant kind of but he's not very genuine he's not a very genuine person he's proved that he cares too much about what everybody else thinks about him whereas I think like LeBron and Steph they don't really pay attention to that anymore they've kind of learned how to like tone that out Durant still got that – like, he still got the people on his shoulder, and they're in his ear, and he can hear him talking. You got to win. You got to win more championships. Like, you got to stack your team like you're doing again because <laughs> you can't win by yourself. <laughs> so, he's just yeah. – he, he's not comfortable in his own skin if he's worried. He's so worried about what other people are saying about him, and he lets it get to him. Whereas, like I said, as much as I don't like LeBron, I think LeBron and Steph – have managed to rise above that and they just don't pay attention to what people are saying about them. They just have learned to ignore it, I think, for the most part. And that's what Durant needs to do. He needs to just ignore it and not pay attention. But I don't he doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> no. It should be getting one, better advice. One thing that bothers me, uh, this was the the quote given from I'm sorry that people seen that language I used. That's not really what I want people to see and hear from me. But hopefully I can move past it and get back out there on the floor. That is what you can best describe as a non-apology apology. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's saying he's sorry, but he's not really saying that he's sorry. He didn't <laughs> yeah. say, I'm sorry for what I said. I should not have used those words, and I will do my best to make sure I don't say those words again. That's not what he said. He said, I'm sorry that people saw what I said. AKA, I'm sorry I got caught. Yeah, pretty much. Anytime you see somebody apologize in that manner, you really can't take it as a full-throated apology. Uh, no. This is somewhat similar, though not exactly. When WWE brought Hulk Hogan back into the fold after the racial slurs, you know, nope. videotape and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, like, you know, got up and talked in front of the whole locker room, supposedly, and supposedly what he said was akin to be careful of what you say when you're out in public or be careful of what you say when you're on social media or you, you never know when somebody might be videotaping it. He never actually apologized for the language that he used, and it's why I think there's still a lot of guys in the locker room, like the New Day guys and some others, yeah. who are very unwilling to embrace him which i totally get absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah it it also provides a big contradiction into how wrestlemania is being hosted by hulk hogan and titus Titus o'neill yeah so you've got hulk hogan who got caught for using racist language and quite semitic didn't really really apologize for it and titus o'neill who's well known as being one of the best most charitable guys out there especially on the wwe roster Yes, african-american and you want these two guys to host this thing together he's probably, a he's, plus idea he's probably <laughs> titus o'neill's probably like and thinking if i saw this motherfucker in the in the back alley i'd kick his ass <laughs> <laughs> that's so true 
because you know because Titus is still a pretty built guy and everything. But oh yeah, I almost kinda, I almost kind of hope that Titus went to somebody backstage and goes, "You want me to host it with this motherfucker who's never apologized for using the N word on a tape? How much of a bonus am I getting?" Well, he's he's getting the Warrior Award supposedly, so he's getting that supposedly too. So he's yeah. getting an award named in honor of a guy who was well known for using derogatory language <laughs> akin to what Kevin Durant just did. <laughs> I know how I how that's just crazy that, that does that oh sound. I, I'm I sure wish. that you're right. I'm sure that Titus is like there better be some extra cash in this <laughs> for me. Can I get can I get a ride on Brock's private jet to WrestleMania this year? <laughs> I wish I could find it. I'm trying to find and I was looking at my phone. That's why you guys probably saw my head down so much. There was a um a like meme that I saw with Kevin Durant in it uh, about like a comment he made when he was playing with uh, the uh, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma city. OKC, uh About not, you know, trying to get traded to other teams and taking pay cuts and shit like that. Uh, I wish I could, re- I wish I could find that. It was really, really funny. Um, Cause evidently he made some kind of comment when he was with OKC before he got traded to the Warriors about not. No, he didn't them. get traded. He like, well, not get traded, yeah. but signed with them before he signed with them about, you know, just playing for who you play for and, you know, and some kind of shit like that. I was yeah, like, he's, really uh, funny. he's, he's had a couple of moments in his career, open mouth and insert foot. This, this isn't the first time he, this is the worst thing he's ever said, but this isn't the first time he said something stupid. Yeah, it 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 doesn't surprise me. Uh, you know, I I know I personally have had that problem at times. You know, open open mouth and insert foot, uh, and I've gotten better with it in my years. It um, happens, but I'm also not a public figure, so the only people that I'm offending is is my family by accident. <laughs> you know, I'm not not offending a whole group of fucking people. Um, uh, but so it's just it's just funny. All right. I can just picture Jeremy having to issue a public apology in front of his entire family. I'm sorry that people took offense to what I said. I will try to do better in the future. Now, are there any questions? (laughs) Jeremy's daughter holds up her hand. What is it? Daddy, you didn't actually apologize. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that, at that point, Jeremy can just tell me what, tell everybody what he told me. I hate everybody equally. <laughs> That's a very true statement. No, I've, you, I've, you told me that earlier in our friendship. You're like, Matt, I'm not racist. I hate everybody equally. So I don't, I don't just pick out somebody. I will say bad shit about everybody. Yeah, I, and I've always, and, and you've kind of you've stuck to your guns on that, Jeremy. I don't think you've ever really wavered from that. So no, and, and it's it's and it's the honest to god truth. It's one of the things that you know it, it for me, like when I think about creed, color, religion, all those things. Uh, one of the things I take very much to heart uh, is from Martin Luther King. I judge people in the quality of their character, not anything else about them. If you're a good person, you're a good person. I don't give a shit what you look like what you believe in but if you're a good person you're a good person if you're not a good person you're not like it doesn't it doesn't none of that other stuff matters in being a good person or not so that's why i can honestly say i hate everybody equally and i like everybody equally so um it's it's the truth um and and, you know our world would be a lot better if people could just 
think like that. I hate everybody equally, you know, some people I like equally, you know, but so you had mentioned the NFL. What did you want to say about the NFL? We're going to a 17. They're going, they're adding an extra game. Yes, I did hear that. That's going to be interesting because they're, they're eliminating a, if I remember correctly, I did hear that they're also eliminating um, preseason game. Two, game. Is it two preseason games or just one? Just one. Just one. Okay. <laughs> See, I think they should just take the preseason down to two and let them play a 17 game season. Don't, because preseason, let's be honest, we've all watched enough NFL over the years. The preseason doesn't really mean shit except for the guys that are trying to make the team, you know, that are on the cusp of what is it? The, uh, 53 man roster for the NFL, I believe it is. I don't, I don't have a problem with them going to an extra game. The problem is now records, records become like, it's harder because you get get to play an extra game. So you have an extra chance to get more yards. And like, that's, this is where like records, like start to like become, you know, that extra game can make it easier to get to 2000 yards rushing or a thousand yards receiving or whatever. So, yeah. Well, maybe they're well, going to have to add the asterisk. Nah, well, that's fuck the, that asterisk shit. Well, and that's the thing, too. When you think about it, um, I'd have to go back and check. I don't know the exact date or year that they went into the 16-game schedule. But there was what a did we say? 70? 1979. Joe, okay. Joe brought it up the other night. So. Okay. 1979. So, I mean, think about all the guys that were playing before that and the people that were watching before that and all of a sudden now they're going to 16 games they're like they were probably thinking the same thing worth it you know so it's gonna happen uh it's bound to happen at some point in time um it's unfortunate for the guys that you know played on a shortened schedule um and were able to accomplish those feats without the extra game um but you know we'll see I, I don't think, in my personal opinion, there's there's a lot of good players out there. There's a lot of studs out there as far as wide receivers, running backs, and stuff. But you don't see a lot of them because the way the game's changed, getting those big rushing. Because the know, running stuff. backs, it's like a lot of teams have two running backs now, and it's right. not it's a they, platoon system on a lot of teams. I mean, yeah, shit. Have, last season we only had like six running backs that ran over a thousand yards. Yeah. So there's there's two things that are playing in it, in the into that even though they're getting an extra game now to do it there's two things that play against the running backs two-man platoons for running backs and also the game is more of a pass game right than anything so really the quarterbacks the quarterback is the person that's going to benefit from the extra game the most potentially so yeah, absolutely um and it's gonna and they're gonna stick with the uh the the, 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 the seven uh that's is it 17 no why am i screwing this up yeah, the 17 playoff. It was a 16 playoff. Now it's a 17 playoff, right? Well, no, they did seven. They just did seven this year. Right. They're going to stick with the 17 yeah. playoff this year. So they're keeping that the same, which is, I actually kind of like that. I wasn't again, I wasn't a fan of it at first, but then the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? The top seed should be the only one that gets a buy and everybody else should have to play a game. Why not? That makes sense. You're the best. And record wise, you get the buy, you know? So if we were to, and I, I don't, we don't need to, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm actually not bringing this up to, to cause an argument. I'm just curious. Oh, okay. So <laughs> if we were going to, if you were going to like make a list, and then once again, this is in our lifetime, guys, so I don't care what happened. Where does Drew Brees rank top 10? Would you put him in your top, like top, he's not in my top five for sure. Maybe top 10 all time for me. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I really don't know. I don't think I put him I don't in like him. 
it, number one, I don't like him, but I don't think he's, I've seen people say he's like top three and I'm like, what are you smoking? Uh, I wouldn't put him in, I probably would not put him in my top 10. I think there's other quarterbacks that I would put ahead of him just because of career long, I, not even longevity. Cause he's had a hell of a long career. Like yeah, he's, he's played, played a, long a lot time. of years. Uh, but I would, I would, you know, playoff appearances. Um, playoff he's got one ring. He's got one ring. Yeah, number of rings. They're like, there's a couple factors that I think there are some other quarterbacks that played before his time that still rank way above him. Pat, where, 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 where would you put him? He'd definitely be top 10. Um, Seven, like eight, nine, ten area. I, I don't, I don't know if he'd if he'd crack top five. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Sorry, nineteen seventy eight is when he went to sixteen games. I was off okay. by year. Was seventy eight. The fact that he only won one Super Bowl, yeah, that that's that's a that's a knock against. Not necessarily his fault, of course, but big knock for I me mean, because of who they beat. Big knock for it, me. It, it, it is it is a knock. Uh, 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 Payne's like, here you go. Do you want to win the game? Because I don't. Here you go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it's, and it's also not just that um that he only won the one. He only only ever got to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he choked a few times. Yeah. So uh, I mean. I don't want to turn this into a discussion because it's not a fair comparison, but I think everybody always wants to talk about, oh, well, Eli only, you know, had two runs or whatever. It's like, yeah, he won the Super Bowl both times. He got to the Super Bowl twice. He won both of them. So maybe yeah, Brady, shitty records too, if I remember they, correctly. They were, yeah, 10 uh-huh. and 6 and 7, but they, they, they beat Brady both times. So it's like, you know, that's, I mean, it's like that's high marks you can, for me. <laughs> you can bitch about you can bitch about like Eli's numbers and stuff, and but that'll be an interesting thing for when his Hall of Fame discussion comes up in a couple of years. Eli's um, a first-time Hall of Fame ball- ballot, I believe. Uh, I'm not an Eli fan by any means. Uh, he, in my mind, he is, but don't be surprised if he doesn't get in first ballot. Um, uh, but so yeah. where, where, so then you would put Eli. You would put Eli ahead of Breeze then? Oh, no, 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 I wouldn't. That's the, okay. That's also kind of my point. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't put Breeze ahead of Brady or Manning or Peyton Manning. Um, I probably couldn't put a, put him ahead of Favre, really. No uh, way. I, no way he's I, ahead of Elway. I don't think I could put him ahead of Montana. No. Uh, you know, Montana won. Um, Elway Steve versus Young. Brady. That'd be that'd be a tough one. I I probably because of what I just said, and because Elway was a bit of a different guy and really didn't play as long either. Um, probably he mean, played five Super Bowls and won two though. Right, right, right. But no, I'm what what I'm saying is that like Elway's numbers aren't like like I don't know like what his per year or per game averages are compared to Debris, and you do also have to take in the caveat. Like you said, that it is more of a passing league now, uh, and everything. Uh, I'm, I'm saying I'd probably lean more towards ranking LA over Breeze. So I might even put Marino over Breeze myself. So. And one of the things you got to look well, at with, Breeze again, is- with Marino, though, I got to do is I got to knock it against him that he only got to one Super Bowl and he didn't win. So yeah. you know, yeah, he was a stat monster, but when it came to the games that the game, the most important game that counted, it didn't. He lost. You know, and I think he only got there to one time, I believe, right? Yeah, in '84. And and the other thing with Marino is that, and, and especially in the playoffs, it it wasn't also only 
that he lost in the playoffs. He lost badly in the playoffs. Especially his last his last two seasons, Denver and the Jaguars smoked him yeah. <laughs> in the postseason. So uh, I mean, it's it, it's it's a tough one because I mean, Breeze he, he pretty clearly is one of the best quarterbacks to to play. I mean, he put up great stats. He he did win games more often than he than he lost them. And the other thing too about it, we well, you, you got to just this isn't really this isn't really like something to like argue necessarily for. I guess you got to kind of admire the fact that one team basically gave up on him. And he was able to put it together, though, for a different team and and have a very successful career. Because we know when when one team kind of dumps you and gives up on you like that, you know, in most cases your career is over. But that didn't happen with him. So yeah, it just it's just something that works in his favor. Right. It 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 doesn't. It doesn't. Um, it does in the fact that Sean Payton saw something in him and gave him a chance, and you know, and they created something really special down there. Uh, in New Orleans, I still believe that that Super Bowl was a was a, a rigged Super Bowl. I'll never deny that. I still believe it's rigged because uh, it was the same year that Hurricane Katrina bullshit. Well, I shouldn't say bullshit. That unfortunate event with Hurricane Katrina happened. That, that wasn't the, that wasn't the Katrina year. It was right after it. No, it was four years after it. Are you sure about that? I don't believe. Yeah, so. Hurricane Katrina was two thousand five. That was two thousand nine this that season where they won that super bowl hmm. trust I me i know right. because i know because one of the reasons i know is because when they went on their run in in 2005 the saints were terrible which wasn't really to be all that unexpected because of the fact that they basically did not have a home that year because mm-hmm. of the hurricane in 2006 when they went on the run to the nfc title game and lost to to joe's bears you know, the, the, the narrative was endlessly, oh, they're playing for the city of New Orleans and it's great that they're bringing it stuff back for, you know, for the, for the city. And I was one of those cynical type of people who was like, you know, yeah, that's great that they're playing well and it was unexpected and everything. And it's like, but, you know, I'm playing for the city. It's like, what exactly is it that they're doing that's like helping people who lost their fucking homes? <laughs> uh, but then they resurrected that whole fucking narrative again three years after the fact for that year when they did go on the run to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. And it pissed me off that they resurrected that same goddamn narrative. I'm like, you used this narrative three years ago. You can't use a natural disaster narrative twice in a row. It would have been like if, like, after the Yankees lost the fucking World Series in 2001, just two months after 9-11 happened, you know, as if, like, when they got back to the World Series in 2003, that they were saying, oh, they're trying to win this World Series for the people of New York City which nobody fucking said that about that 2003 World Series where they lost to the Marlins. So it's like, go fuck yourself with this. They're playing for this city that got and, deflected and maybe by that's why after Darren Abort bullshit. I mean, and that, that explains. And that explains why I remember it the way I remember it because of the fact that the media was pushing it that way. So yeah, that was a terrible pass that Peyton Manning threw to. Here, here's a Christmas gift. Yeah. I'll still say it's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was definitely not happy. I was definitely not happy at the end of that one either, Jeremy, because I, I hate the Saints. I hate Drew Brees. I I've never liked that team. So yeah, I, I did. I didn't want the Saints to win that one either. I was definitely rooting for the for the uh, for the Colts too. But, I think Sean Payton's a douche too. So well, when he put a wasn't he the coach that put out the freaking uh, the uh, 
what the hell was it called? The the the, the hit squad the, the, or whatever. The bounty. Uh, yeah, the bounty. Oh, yeah. He wasn't, <laughs> he, wasn't the, he wasn't the coach who put it out. That was more ascribed to Greg Williams, who was the defensive coordinator. Yeah. But Payne was the head coach when it happened, so ultimately it's like it's his responsibility. <laughs> and yeah. that, that, that also, uh, I, I don't know if we're done with this because Bringing up the term bounty provided a segue that I wanted to just touch on real quickly. Yeah, go for it. So, Bobby Lashley put a a bounty on on Drew McIntyre. And I think I said when we did the show last week or the week before, I don't remember now, I think I said it when we were on the air as opposed to when we were just talking to each other, that I thought it was cool that they're bringing back like an old school wrestling uh storyline because mm-hmm. that was yes. like back in like you could say that yeah it was, it was a thing back before like the most famous one i guess was uh prior to starcade 83 when harley race put a bounty out on rick flair before their big starcade steel cage match which you know flair won and was seen as the nwa passing the torch and everything because like bob warren jr and dick slater tried to take flair out and collect the bounty and so I'm like, oh, I think that's just kind of cool to bring it back like a real old school like wrestling thing. And who the fuck do they get to show up to try to collect the bounty? Aaron Corbin! <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant himself. Raw people. <laughs> Baron fucking Corbin, who has the biggest nuclear go-away heat since probably in his prime Jeff Jarrett. And I love Jeff Jarrett, but the type of heat that Jeff Jarrett had for most of his run in both WWF and WCW was go away, I don't want to see you on my television. And Baron Corbin (laughs) is definitely the guy over the last 20 years who has had that type of heat better than anybody. And WWE doesn't see it that way. They're like, oh man, the, the, the crowd hates this guy. They don't realize they hate him because they don't want him to be on the roster anymore. MVP made sure MVP made sure and pointed out though that Baron Corbin's not in the hurt business, that it's just him and Bobby Lashley now. Well, I mean I, I Yeah, wherever they're going I with think, that. I, I, I think that was a mistake too, but um oh, Jesus Christ. I just I, I don't this is the perfect time you could have you could have elevated somebody else or somebody who isn't being used or brought somebody up from NXT. Perfect opportunity to try to do something like that and make a big deal out of The it. best scenario there would have been brought somebody up from NXT because there's nobody on the raw roster they could have used in this position. The fact that they're still trying to push well, Bobby Lashley is funny. Well well what roster is Alistair Black on? I know uh, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just thinking of somebody who they haven't used who I thought had some talent from what I saw of him that I thought maybe I like they Black. could have done something, but clearly they don't think anything of him or, or Vince doesn't think anything of him. So I, I mean like his wrestling ability, but that was about yeah. it. I guess they could have done something with him, but not seeing him on TV hasn't bothered me in the slightest. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like I was expecting them to actually, you know, to go that route. But I, I, I mean, that would have been better than. Fucking I saw a, I saw somebody trying to pitch a new hurt business, and it was like Ricochet and Keith Lee and Naomi. Oh God. <laughs> It's getting worse. That <laughs> seems those... a little. That just seems a little too random. <laughs> really. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, random factions work. Look at AEW. They threw the inner circle together, and that somehow worked, and I've never really liked that group either. So, and they just threw random people in that one, too. So, so, so are they faces now? Yes, they are faces. Yeah. They are faces because MJF turned and formed his own group? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't Uh, sure how they were going to – I wasn't wasn't quite sure how they were going to book that, if they were going to book it as, like, heel versus heel, which doesn't work, and – look at like the the gang wars thing between you know doa and the nation and los Bariquas and <laughs> and all that from back in wwf there in like 97 um or if they were just going to commit and say like okay you know their faces now because mjf and his group are are, are 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 the dicks and you know turned on that and blah 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 so yeah jericho gets Pops like pops is it didn't really matter what to do with Jericho. People were popping for him anyways, so I don't have a problem with Jericho. It's I like Sammy. Jake Hager's trash in my opinion, and I don't really like Sint Ortiz. I Santana's okay, but I just I felt like when they put them together, it was very random. So and then we just because you don't really me and Joe watch it. They just took a jobber. QT Marshall and gave him a stable with a bunch of jobbers. <laughs> I, I I saw that because <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it, the job squad. And listening to Cornette's podcast and his reviews of AEW, they they pretty much uh, indicated that they felt that they were going to go there. That they had set it up already that. They were going to do something like that, and sure enough, they did. So, QT Marshall popped Arn Anderson the other night. He turned around, and just knocked him the fuck out. Full tackle. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm sure on Cornette's podcast tomorrow, I'm sure he'll be talking about like you know he'll probably use his like, and wouldn't he know who won the pony line uh, about the whole QT Marshall thing? So I'm, my my only. My only real issue with that is, and I actually read somebody else say this, and I didn't really think about it until I read it. It almost seems like Cody is only comfortable when he's in storylines with like people he's friends with. Like it seems like there here's another storyline where he's going to be in it with his friend. So and and MJF was his friend and Darby like he's he's been in a lot of storylines with people he's friends with. Well, that brings up something else interesting that Jim Cornette and his co-hosts have been talking about. Is Cody really over? You really got to stop listening to Jim Cornette. <laughs> We've tried to get him to. He's not listening. So I I find his his podcast entertaining because he spends a lot of time talking about historical stuff, which I find interesting to listen to, especially when he talks about stuff that I don't have no knowledge of. But anyway, and, and our fans know that you enjoy our your history. Yes, Jim Cornette still <laughs> thinks it's. Jim Cornette still thinks it's 1988. We've established that. Uh, so he wants. I think he. I don't no, think he thinks it. Back. I think he wants. It to he be wants back, to be like 1988. Yeah, but no. But but seriously, he he brought up a point where he feels like the audience isn't as into Cody as they are into, like, say, Omega or the Bucks, the Bucks. Or, or even some other people. And he feels like that, let, let's say, if they were to turn around and tomorrow have Cody beat Omega for the world title, he thinks that it would kind of backfire and people would, would push back against it and everything. I, I will he, say this. He, he, just, he just feels like that Cody really – his co-host doesn't think Cody's that good, period. But 
Cornette just feels like there, there's like there's 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 some kind of like an underswell against Cody, or he's just not as over. He's not as over as he thinks he is. When when if you would have asked me a year ago, right, like when I did, if I was would have had my who's who's the ten best wrestlers in the world, Cody would have been on that list. He's currently not on that list for me. Other people have supplanted him, so he's 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 dropped a little bit for me because I don't think he's quite. Kenny and the Bucks. I don't think he is quite on their level. So, but I don't know why. Because it does seem like he. Maybe he. May, I don't know. I, I. I. I've lost a little bit. He's lost a little bit with me, at least. So not a ton, but. Well, yeah. So, so again, I'm not taking an opinion on this because uh, I don't watch it. I, I can't. That's why I'm asking you guys who do watch it if if you feel that way at all. Or... I mean, he gets a reaction from the crowd, but I I do think that Kenny and the Bucks or on another a little bit there are a little bit higher level than i tier than i think cody is right now and have been for the last six months i would say at least i think if cody does or when he does get the title legitimately he and the fans kind of don't buy into it that's your time to turn full-fledged heel they've teased it with him and they they didn't do it they didn't pull the trigger they teased him turning and then they didn't pull the trigger so yeah that's what they need to do but i will say the most interesting thing I'm waiting to see and hear next weekend is Sunday night. Chris Jericho on the Stone Cold Podcast, baby. I was just about to mention that. I said, how how interesting is that? that <laughs> and uh, Vince okayed it. Well, the Vince okayed it, that AEW okayed it. And the, yeah, it's going to go on the year WrestleMania weekend. I know. Yeah, that'll Sunday be interesting. Night. Yeah, Stone Cold said he texted Vince. Like, Jericho sent him a text message after he watched the Undertaker podcast. He said he loved it. Then he texted him back, and then Jericho called him. They started talking for several hours, and he pitched it to Vince, and Vince said, sure, I'm cool. And he's like, I text him again because we know how he is, and me and him, Vince, will always get along. And Vince gave him the thumbs up. So yeah, he brought cool. Jericho on, and they did it. I don't think there's an issue with Tony Khan because I think Jericho has the flexibility to do that shit. And I don't think Khan really cares. So, um, Joe, I'd like to go to you before we wrap up our show today and go to you for the NHL since you are our hockey oh, expert on the group. Oh, my team fucking just can't get their shit together. <laughs> hey, I think my t- I think the, the the Flyers have lost like 10 in a row or some shit like that or more. The hockey team I like, Colorado, is actually pretty good. So, yeah, I think they just they, actually beat the Blackhawks. I think then didn't they beat the Blackhawks? No, that was uh, we're playing Carolina the last two days. Yeah, it was the Hurricanes. My fault. The Hurricanes. The, 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 Rangers, the Rangers are still rebuilding. But just just one quick <laughs> final, just one quick final thought on the Jericho thing. I, I just find it interesting that it seems like when on Jericho's podcast, when like the ex WWE guys who have gone to AEW appear on his podcast, they kind of use it as like a grievance airing session against WWE, which is fine. Um, but it really makes you wonder then if Jericho is going to air any grievances with WWE on a WWE show. So um, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised listen. if he does, and I don't think he gives two flying fucks. And it would be interesting if he does say anything even slightly negative against his current employer, like if he feels like, oh, well, we could do this better, or you know, whatever the case might be, you know. Yeah. Well, he's he's aired his he's he's made comments about their current product on his podcast and stuff. Nothing crazy, but 
he's he's made comments about things they 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 could tweak change and some things things of that nature but nothing crazy which me and joe me and joe got our wish the nxt moving to tuesday nights me and joe have wanted that for months so i find that very interesting then it's like if you're enough of a masochist because you have to be the way some of these shows are anymore that it's going to be possible now assuming you get all the networks watch wrestling every night that you can watch wrestling yeah. every weeknight now in a, in a week or two or whenever. Impact was smart, and they said, fuck Tuesdays, we're moving to Thursdays because NXT is going to be on Tuesdays, and they're like, we don't want yeah. none of that. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I, if if what they've stated their reasoning is for moving NXT to Tuesday nights is why they're moving NXT to Tuesday nights, I think that was a good call, too, because they're saying they have to. Well, this, this whole ratings thing is kind of silly. Let's get back to focusing on uh, both both companies are going to benefit from the them being on separate nights because everybody can watch both, not have to flip back and forth or watch recorded versions. We, we can watch one one night and one the other night, and I think the ratings are going to be better both nights because the people that want to watch one want to watch the other usually, and now you can watch them both on separate nights. My, 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 my hope, even as somebody who doesn't watch their shows, would be it's just that both companies treat it as all right, let's not be preoccupied with who's beating who in the ratings, this and the other thing. Let's just focus on uh, on so making our show as good as we possibly can make it because when the quality is better, the ratings usually follow. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, this is going to help that. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, nothing's ever going to be like the Monday Night Wars again for a number of reasons. But again, just if you're just focusing on making your own show better, that's really, I think, the way to go rather than. Like, oh my god, we beat him by eighty-five thousand viewers. Yeah, I mean, the other thing too—they were going to be forced to move off Wednesday nights anyway, sooner by October. They had no choice, so they had to figure out which night they were going to move them to. You mean we move? Can we move NXT to Monday night so Raw figures out how to put a good show on television? (laughs) Well, we all know. We all we all know the. The, the first thing for Raw to become a better show, we all know the first thing that they need to do. Remove an hour. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, Joe, is there anything interesting I as far as the NHL goes? I do see that the trade deadline's April 12th. That's coming yeah. up here shortly. So trade deadline's coming up. And to be honest, I to be honest, I wish I hope they keep these this for I, I like the divisions the way they are. Mm-hmm. I, I would like them to keep these divisions for the moving forward but of course you know next year you know play outside your division but i i i like the division lineups and the setups i i have, um, a, feeling, I have a feeling though if things are relatively normal by next fall they'll go back to normal so this just i just these divisions just make sense i think the names they give them are kind of funny but the divisions make sense i, I i'm fine with like a whole division being all canadian teams you have enough teams right. to do it i i'm I like the, yeah, because didn't they make the divisions based on like like zone geographic like goal. geographical area, area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Definitely yeah, like did. they did with baseball like last year, right? For a little for for that um, shortened season. Yeah, it was to, it was to try to cut down on travel and also because yeah, yeah. they were as far as going over the border. That's why they they made the division of all Canadian teams, even though they stretch from you know Montreal and Toronto and Ottawa all the way out to Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's just it's just 
I, I don't know. I, I just I like the way it's set up. I I like the Blackhawks division. They called it the Cover Discovery Central. <laughs> Weird. Whatever though. <laughs> yeah, the Honda West, the the Scotia North, and the, what the fuck is the East called? Mass Mutual East. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they 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 like literally <laughs> sold naming rights to the divisions this year, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, I really hope that's a one season only thing because that would be nice. Having, I think that would just know, having, about, yeah. having all these corporate names all over the, you know, the stadiums and the arenas, and you know, like you know, we're even to the point where the car dealers, think, yeah, well, the cars and in the seeing, corners, seeing the uh, yeah, all the advertisements on the outfield walls, and and then like all the places around like the jumbotrons and shit, and people have already said it's only a number of years before you start seeing like fucking corporate patches on, on uniforms and shit. And that'll work. Yeah, they are on the NBA. There's logos on the NBA jerseys. Now there's one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, that'll expand. It's like, everybody even says like, you know, uh, like it used to be like on baseball jerseys. You'd even see like the, uh, the manufacturer's logo on them. Now you do, but people said it's probably just a matter of time before you start seeing advertisements on the players uniforms. Like, First time I have to watch, look at somebody wearing a Yankee uniform and there's like a fucking advertisement on there for a car company or a cell phone company or, or, or Gatorade or Nike or uh, it's going to make me lose my mind. But at the same time, it's, it's like, well, once it happens, it's going to happen. So. So here's uh, an interesting. So here's something interesting with the NHL, and I don't know, Joe, if you were going to mention this or not, um, but I see that the Penguins and the Sabres are going to be playing on April 17th uh, for the very first Pride game to yeah. support and uh the lgbtq plus community wanted to make yep. sure i got all those in there um because yeah. that's a fucking Something long different. ass acronym <laughs> yeah that's a long ass acronym well what's the um so what's the significance about them doing that i don't i guess i haven't heard that it's about celebrating inclusion okay yeah, I think they're raising money for that, raising money for some charity or something like well, that. That's as what well. I mean. It's like, is there some kind of like charitable, yeah, I think so, yeah. or something like that involved? Okay. Yeah, yeah they're raising money for the. It's for a local uh, LGBTQ plus organization. I mean, it's where the hockey season's almost over. There's like less than twenty games left. I think the second week of May is the officially the last week. I know the Blackhawks well, they have like eighteen games left. Yeah, how, I don't even remember. How many games are they doing this season? Uh, I believe it was like 56 or 58, I believe it was, something like that. Yeah. And each division has a playoff. It, it, each division has is going to have – it's going to come down to the wire for every single division because there's multiple teams, you know, drawing that fine line of one day being in the playoff fourth spot, next day being out of the fourth spot, including my team. If they would have won last night, they'd still be in fourth place. But nope, they're in fifth. Well, they're well, in tie. Yeah, but that's that's kind of how the Rangers are right now. Is like Boston's in fourth place in their division with forty-one points, and then the Rangers and the Flyers both have thirty-eight. The problem is the Rangers have played one more game than the Flyers and three more games than the Bruins. So, um, you know, they're going to have a tougher time making it up on on those grounds as well. So. Yeah. No, did you see? It looks like UConn's going to lose. Their women's team is going to lose. <laughs> oh, man. They were losing by 10 at halftime. Yeah, they're you know down what? by 10 right now. Here's the thing uh, about that. Here's the UConn, thing about that. My, 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 
my you friend's wife is a, a, a big UConn fan, and I respect UConn. They're, they're like one of the best programs in women's Final history. Four, 15 years in a row is crazy. Yeah, they're like the top program in women's college. But to be honest with you, I kind of think it's kind of karma because they the refs fucked up that last game. That was a legit foul by both those girls. She should have went to the free throw line, but it is a little karma getting payback for the refs. No call bullshit from the previous game, and mm-hmm. uh, they're losing this game. And I'm fine I, with that. I, I, I didn't. I didn't have them winning anyway. I just stumbled upon this now too because this this is super exciting, guys. I I'm, I can't wait to tell you this. Biggie Langston and Apollo Cruz are now fighting in a Nigerian drum fight. What the fuck is that? <laughs> These gimmick right. matches. I, I don't even want to. T- I don't even want to touch that. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. So this guy said this match sounds worse than the Punjabi prison match. <laughs> I really wish I had something I could use to just start hitting myself with, but I don't really have any. A, a Nigerian drum. <laughs> so I want to bring. It I back. had a Nigerian drum. I would start hitting myself with. <laughs> so I wanted to bring it back to just one more fun fact about uh, hockey that I happened to stumble across here. This is from a couple days ago. Um, this is about the Flyers organization, which the Flyers fucking suck right now. They're terrible. Like they're just losing and losing and losing. Um, but there's a picture that I found on Facebook and it uh, says, uh, it looks like a regular Philadelphia Flyers team picture, but look closely. What do you notice? Uh, this picture features the first female president in NHL history. That's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, that they're, you know, you're seeing more and more of this throughout sports in general, but the fact that hockey has been such a male dominated sport, like completely male dominant, like um, there's actually a female in an executive office is pretty, pretty cool. So hockey well, looks like uh, they're doing some pretty cool things and some things that are starting to change within the hockey community in general. We got the, you got the same thing in baseball. The Marlins have the uh, first female general manager. Now uh, she's in yep. her first year of the job. She used, and she used to work for, uh, for both the Yankees and the Dodgers. So she comes with um she comes with a she's also uh she's also asian american so she uh um so she comes with a good background in terms of like the uh, the organizations that she's worked with so um i mean i definitely want her to succeed then because you just kind of get worried that it's like if she doesn't then nobody will want to ever hire another female again which yeah. is you know, stupid bullshit but it's the yeah. way of the way these sports teams traditionally think it's like Oh my God! If we hired this one guy from from this school or from this area, or who was an assistant under this guy, and he failed, then we can never hire anybody else who fit those same criteria again. You know, like the, yeah. it's 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 dumb because you know obviously everybody's the same person. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, but no, I don't like you, Pat. <laughs> yeah, but no, that 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 is that is cool. Uh, that is that is really cool to see that. Uh, you're starting to see, uh, you know, more inclusivity, I guess is the best mm-hmm. way to put it. Inclusiveness. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because it diversity like, really, what, what's it, what, what's it, what, what's it going to hurt? Uh, okay. you know, if you want, if you want everybody, th- if you want everybody, you know, thinking the same way about everything all the time, then Hire robots. <laughs> well, yeah, but it just, you know, you, 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 and then you just can't you also can't expect anything to actually change or anything to like you know you know to uh, to be different from year to year you're going to get like the same variations of the same shit and you know so yeah i'm, I'm all for uh 
radical change when so, it's uh, when it's necessary. Not not that I think hiring females is radical change, but in the world of sports, it kind of is. Yeah. And here at the Four Guys Roundtable Show, we support diversity and inclusion of all people in sports, especially. <laughs> yeah. Throw that out there. Except, right, when uh, except when it's in an obviously racist gimmick like a Nigerian drum match. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to touch that. I don't even want to. I don't want to even give that clout to. to I, that. Yeah, it's not worth it. Not worth. I'm not next weekend. <laughs> I honestly want. To, I honestly want to know who who, who the fucking the who, who the fucking the WWE creative team is coming up with that right now, and and and, and pitching it because. I think it goes one of two ways. It's either somebody just getting desperate for ideas and just threw it out there and in his infinite, you know, ever aging wisdom, uh, somebody went and said, Oh my God, that's such good shit. (laughs) Or somebody said, I know Vince will approve this because of his history, which is worse. This this is these two guys fought at Fast Lane. And Mr. Meltzer gave it one star. Yes. So he really gave it one star. He gave it one star. It was a train wreck. The match. It was a. It was a train wreck. I thought it was awful. I so didn't that bad. I mean, I watched that. We're going to talk about Apollo Cruz when it comes time for that match, and <laughs> and the fact that he is now all of a sudden a Nigerian, and he carries a spear, and he's dressed. Uh, He's got a worse accent than Kofi Kingston did. It's it it's it screams racism mm-hmm. at the to the one hundredth and one hundred and tenth degree, um, and the fact that people are not outraged about this really fucking surprises me. But I we're gonna leave it at that, and I don't yes, I don't want to harp yes. on it anymore. Uh, we can talk more about it when we actually yes, get we to will. see that we match. Because uh, we will be live next week twice, not just Both once, days. but two fucking <sighs> times for WrestleMania because it's so big. You gotta have two nights. Like yeah, myself, we're in the same so clothes, big, don't mind it needs me. two nights. Okay, that's unnecessary, Jeremy. <laughs> so, <laughs> we can well, edit I, that out. No, we can't. Well, hey, just, just, <laughs> hey, just remember, you're talking about wearing, talking about wearing this, wearing the same outfits. You know, when they did that Hollywood backlot brawl between Piper and Goldust at WrestleMania 12, they filmed that about three weeks before WrestleMania, and then they obviously couldn't wash their costumes and everything, which had gotten blood on them. So they had to put him back on three weeks later for when the match came and ended in the ring. And again, remind you, they'd been covered in blood for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what's the over under on the hall of fame. Five hours. I read something, I think this morning that said speeches are going to be a lot shorter. Um, I can't, if you're not really doing it in front of a live crowd, which it sounds like they're really not doing it in front yeah. of a live crowd. Uh, it's, it's, going to have to be shorter so unless they create super longer video packages yeah this sounds like something that might actually be done in two or three hours even if uh you know they uh even if they have actually everybody up there giving a speech and i don't know if they're going to have every like i don't know who's up, i don't know who's going to be up there re- representing davy boy um are, are they bringing are they actually going to have liger there live in person now and I know that I know I did see the Kali is coming in, but um, and, and you know, come on, we know English is not his first language either, so it's I have to imagine that's going to be a shorter type of speech. Are you going to watch it, Pat? I don't even know what night it's on, to be honest. Tuesday. What day? Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Is it Tuesday and Wednesday, right? Oh, just Tuesday. 
Uh, Hogan, I, I, Hogan it, posted it, a picture of of him with all all the people in a group. Yeah, it's just Tuesday because the NXT thing's Wednesday and Thursday. So if it's just on oh, Tuesday right. night, then I then I might actually put it on because I don't I don't really watch anything on. I'm uh, gonna watch it. I'm. I, I don't watch it. I don't really watch anything on Tuesday uh, night. So the Bellas, I may not watch the Bellas. I won't watch the Bellas, but I'll watch everything else other than that. Lewis and Clark is on Tuesday nights. I'll be watching that. Let, let me nice. let me just ask this right. real quick. Um, real quick, was it necessary for them to turn Edge heel? No. Yes. Yes. Okay. They already had a heel, but they they always like to have more than one heel in a match and only have one face. It just oh, like Edge is a heel. It, it just seems kind of weird because it seems as like as if Brian's been acting a little heelish too. So it is at the point now where it's like, well, Drew, who am I supposed to root for? That's my itch. <laughs> Oh, Edge. Easy for me to root for somebody in that match, Roman. All right. I know Roman's not losing. So no, I think Edge is going to win. I actually think Edge is going to win. I just don't want Daniel Bryan to win. I don't care who wins as long as he doesn't. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll just be very surprised if Edge wins, but or, or from well, if, if Roman loses, but yeah, I've been wrong before. So <laughs> go ahead, Jeremy. All right. Sorry. So. We've had a great, great discussion. We got to talk about our top 15 women. Uh, we agreed as much as we could agree on that list. Uh, some changes that not everybody agreed on, but hey, it, it's still a list. And it, it's, a, it's a pretty damn good one. Uh, talked a little bit about football, baseball, basketball, hockey, some wrestling. So uh, we hope that everybody enjoyed it. Uh, we enjoyed talking about it. And you're going to see that this is kind of kind of going to be what our our show is going to transform into folks so uh we hope that you stick around and hope you st- enjoy these episodes uh, as much as we are enjoying them so wherever you're catching this youtube if you're catching it on youtube make sure you're giving it a like make sure you're setting the notifications make sure you're subscribing to our channel if you're catching it on uh itunes uh podcast if you're catching it on spotify uh stitcher um uh pandora uh, podcast or uh, Amazon Music Podcast, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And we're going to end it and say good morning, good afternoon, good night, and we'll catch you on the next episode.